So, this podcast, is it any good? Eh, they follow some shite clubs, but it's a pretty good pod. Lavelle, Rose up the middle, looking, cutting, shooting, good! The Unnamed Soccer Podcast. Absolutely brilliant from Liverpool, and for Barcelona, chaotic, catastrophic. A sensational start, a controversial start. And it's advantage to the Reds. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast. D. Smith, welcome in. It's the latest edition of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast being delivered by three punk ales in Chula Vista, where you can find Golsh. Golsh is still available there, yes? Or did what's the deal there? Uh, I believe Golsh is still available. We Good. never got an update from Steve, so I'm presuming that to be the case. I know that Golsh is still available in my house. I still have two four-packs left. So mm. if it's not available on 3rd Avenue in Chula Vista, stop by the Casa de Smith, and you might be able to get hooked up. Yeah, I have, I think, six four-packs of Golsh, four of which are already reserved for other people. One is for Tim Stoops. Still have not sent him that. He's on a trip to like Buffalo though. So I feel like if I sent it to Missoula, Montana, and he's not there, it might just sit outside for a couple of weeks and get ruined. So I'm holding off. Yeah. John Conniff. Also, I have his four pack sitting in my house. I have the address. He's done everything necessary. I'm the one who's just taken too long. Okay. The other two, Steve, the president of the local supporters group, who lives like five minutes from me. <laughs> I still have your four-pack I have yet to deliver. And Drew, I have a four-pack for you as well, because he bitched about not getting a four-pack. But I said I already have one for you, dude. I love you. All so right. I have 16 Golshes in my kitchen that need to be delivered. Who's going to deliver them for me? All right. I have a plan. I have a, a solution. Not for all of that. But let us divide and conquer locals' leadership. Okay. Since Scuba Steve lives close to you. Right. You're responsible for that four-pack. Mm. Since Drew lives close to me, I'll be responsible for that fourth pack. Okay, deal. I'll bring you the Golsh. No, you I got have it. I got it. We already have it. All right, we're good. We're good. I got a four pack for Drew. He's a North Park resident. So since he moved close, I'll take care of Drew. You take care of Steve. Boom. Solves half of your problems. Sweet. Did he bitch to you too? Uh, Not about that. All right. You want to start with SD Loyal? You want to start with the U.S. getting ready to qualify for the World Cup? We are in. Too soon? Well, too soon. uh, Too soon. Probably too soon. Yeah. Right, the week, huh? I was we ready to. Uh, I'm ready to talk about how we're qualifying for the World Cup. We're in. Okay, uh, we had quite the eventful week from SD Loyal at LA Galaxy two to a World Cup qualifier on Thursday night. Mm. Back to San Diego for an epic night at Torero Stadium yes. against Sacramento Republic. What a night! I'm still buzzing about that one. Fucking buzzing as Jack buzzing. Blake. Okay? I miss Jack Blake. Well, good thing he's coming back this weekend. What? Good thing he's coming back this weekend. It would appear. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. That's good news. That's great news. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
Yeah. Sunday, 12 noon should be a blast. Hopefully we get some of that same energy from last Saturday night against Sac Republic. Hopefully people who were there are like, yo, this was a ton of fun. Let's do that again on Sunday. What else are we going to do? Watch a bunch of shitty NFL games? No, you're going to come no. out to the stadium. You're going to watch team Jordan in a position where if it wins, it's in the postseason for SD loyal Sunday, 3 PM at Torero. Win and in, I, uh, I have convinced some friends to come to the match this weekend. They are very excited for it. Full disclosure. He's a new Mexico fan. What? Yeah. He's a new Mexico fan. He's from Albuquerque, man. I don't know what to tell you. He has an, he has the meow wolf kit. It's a good looking kit. I must say it's, it's, it's a good looking kit. It's a very good looking kit. I get the credit. I, he has never been to a USL match in Albuquerque or in San Diego, but I finally convinced him and his wife and maybe their son. I don't know. We'll find out there, uh, but they will be making the trip. So I'm excited for that. Making the trip as in they live in Oceanside. So they're making the trip from North County. They're not making the trip from Albuquerque, but they said, forget about it. I don't need you NFL. I'm showing up. I'm going to go support this USL match, the wife, his wife is uh, going to support loyal. And if the kid shows up, the kid's going to support loyal. Cause I'm going to give that kid a little loyal soccer ball. So count it. Love it. Love it. I'll hey, they're one of those clubs that you pay attention to even their supporters group. What's it called? The curse. Yeah. Like, they, they figure that out. Their kit looks great. Their colors are phenomenal. They seem like they get pretty good fan support. I think they've had a fair amount of success, like not, not, you know, USL cup success, but you know, good supporters group, you know, so there's a lot to like there with New Mexico United, not this Sunday, obviously, hmm. but they go back to Albuquerque, you know, back to their uh, meth making city with their tail between their legs, but there's a lot to like there on most days. They, uh, the way it's shaping up, it looks like they are most likely to finish fourth and qualify for the playoffs in that fourth and final spot in the mountain division. That's how it stands. Now a lot can change. San Diego can actually change a lot of that for New Mexico this weekend. There have been six teams who have already clinched a spot to the postseason. Can you name them? I can name Phoenix. I can name El Paso out of the mountain. Cause I was looking at this before we started the podcast, just to see where New Mexico was in the division. I'm going to guess Tampa is one of them. I'm going to guess that Louisville is one of them. Okay. You gave uh, me the um, first four and now there's two more in the East, which I don't expect you to uh, think we have history with, um, I think both of these clubs really, but I know one for sure. Think Joe Greenspan. Originally. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Okay. I want to look up if there's a connection with the next club that's already clinched. I think there okay. is. Oh yes. Uh, Thomas Van Kaisel. Oh, Thomas Van Kaisel. He came from Pittsburgh too. I think he was also at this club. Hmm. Birmingham is the other club. Birmingham. Oh. They have already clinched a spot. Uh, teams that are about to San Antonio, Charlotte, San Diego, and the Miami FC. Why do they get a the in front of their name? What are they, Ohio State? What is that? That's what it says on 538. I'm looking at all the odds and above them, San Diego Loyal, Charlotte, Birmingham, but the Miami FC. Did I miss that? They have to be called the my I have never called them that. Am I gonna get fined by the USL as a broadcaster for not calling them the? Have you ever mentioned them in a sentence before right now? Well, I already fucked up, man. (laughs) 
uh, you can recover. I think you'll be all right. Just we'll bounce get, back. You'll you'll be okay. Were you, know, you like, aware of this though? I was not. That that was uh, that was that was uh, off my radar. Got to be okay. honest. All right. Well, the Chandler Rising clinched a while ago, but they lost to Orange County. Really weird result. Do you have the scenarios in front of you? Um, I do. Off the top of my head, I know with a win this weekend, we're clinching a playoff spot. Win or draw. Win or a draw. Win or draw. Interesting. Oma lost to Vegas. Explain that one. I can't. Orange County beat Phoenix. Otherwise, it could have been, well, it still could be win, in, and two seed home playoff game November 7th. That's straight from Landon Donovan today on the radio. What is that scenario again? Orange County beat Phoenix Wednesday night. We're recording Thursday. Right. Oil win and draw against New Mexico. They clinch a playoff spot. They clinch home field with a win against New Mexico. And if Orange County loses to Oakland Saturday night, that combination would not only clinch win or draw loyal playoff spot win orange county loses saturday night playoff spot and home field for a home match on november 7th what time does that game kick off i don't know oh, that's saturday night so we'll already know the result orange county oakland is seven o'clock saturday night in oakland so that's laney field stadium what is that really, stadium unless they're gonna fly them all the way out to you know some other part of inland empire yeah, they might play in Bakersfield at this point. All right. Well, that's pretty cool because we'll know that scenario Saturday night. We'll know that result Saturday night. And then right. Sunday, the the clinching of the playoffs is exactly what you're going for. That's the goal this weekend. But it's not the ultimate goal, knowing that you could clinch a home playoff game fairly quickly. Like, I don't, I, I know we've been talking about the idea for a while, but for us to be able, <clears throat> excuse me, for San Diego to be able to, qualifier to clinch that so soon like there's still there's still matches to be played here i thought that was going to really kind of come down to the wire but things have changed you know i asked landon about that on the radio i said so what do you do if you clinch a playoff spot which is your first goal a home game which is your second goal what do you do for the remaining three matches <laughs> you know like how do you play that given that you really can't move any place you know you're sort of locked in at that two spot you got a midweek match against orange county and then you got to play uh, home Oakland, I want to say, upcoming the following weekend. And then you finish in Sacramento where we're going. Like, we're with them for the rest of the year. Yeah. So how exactly does that play out? Like, I, you know, how do you manage minutes and get guys back up to fitness? Like Jack Blake, Augie Williams coming back from international duty. So, you know, that'll, that'll be quite the, uh, you know, that'll be quite the discussion for the coaching staff about how to manage all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But first thing is you got to win on Sunday. And I love this too. Like I'm so glad that they didn't clinch a playoff spot because of some other results happening someplace. I think it's very simple. It's very appealing. It's a great way to sell a Sunday match. Win in Sunday. Let's fucking go. That's the way I would promote the match on television. Win in. Let's fucking go. All right. That's good. How is it that we would play... The f okay, I'm looking at the bracket for the playoffs right now, and I was curious why we would play the uh, first place team in the mountain in the semifinals. That's how it's shaping up. We wouldn't see Phoenix until the conference finals. I thought you played the third place team from the mountain. 
I don't know. I'm actually looking at Wikipedia. So this is a terrible source. Yeah, I don't think that's right. I think two plays three from the mountain. They're sourcing USL, confirming their playoff structure. I'm looking at this on the USL website. It was posted before, right before the season kicked off. Pacific yeah, 2. I don't know. That thing's all fucked up, man. I mean, they got like goal differential as like the number one tiebreaker. So mm. I, I trust okay. the people who work at Loyal more than I, I trust the Wikipedia. No, I know. <laughs> Except for that Pato guy. How about the revelation that we challenged him to do a keg stand he didn't know what a keg stand was. He still says he's going to do it. They just can't do it at the loyal offices because it's like yeah. unprofessional or something. No, I don't think it's oh, that. No, no, it's because it's not the right keg. Off the air. <laughs> so we'd need a crane to get Pato up there. I love that guy. Speaking of loyal, we have to talk about Alejandro Guido feeding us tequila on the post-match show. That was a lot of fun. That was really, really good tequila. Shout out to the locals for not only having that ready, um, let's give a little behind the scenes of the very funny moment that happened uh, before that interview started. Do you remember this? What Ivan said? I'm not sure. Remind no. me. Okay. So we're getting ready. Guido is standing nearby where we're doing the post-match. So we take a commercial break. Guido comes over shirtless Guido. Uh, he rolls on over and he's getting ready to do the post-match show and there he is showing off the bottle of tequila that the locals just presented him you know after the match every single match they present the man of the match usually it's a growler of beer which i assume is their ipa the locals ipa but guido doesn't like beer guido likes tequila guido is my kind of man and so the locals had a custom a gorgeous custom tequila bottle made for alejandro guido and filled with really, really good tequila. At least it was tasty on our end. And then we heard Travis Peterson shout out, it was $60. It better be good. <laughs> Very funny moment on Match Day Live. Shout out. And so Ivan, we love Ivan. We go way, way back with Ivan. Ivan says, yeah, the locals, as he's showing us the bottle during the commercial break, Ivan goes, yeah, they've been, they got that bottle done a long time ago. They've been waiting to give it to Guido for such a long time. <laughs> and everyone, like, I stopped. You know, match Day Live is a very fun atmosphere. And I stopped. I was like, I froze. I'm like, how is Guido going to respond to this? Because, I mean, I, he wasn't trying to insult him. But after it said out loud, you can realize, like, oh, maybe he doesn't take that the right way. And Guido goes... Oh, thanks a lot, Ivan. I know it's taken forever. Where's that? Where's Guido been? It just has a great time with it. It was just such a funny moment. And that's the moment right before we came back from commercial break. So if we're like still laughing to start the segment, that's why um, he's been really good lately. And it's something we've talked about for a while on match day live. If loyal really want to go deep into this postseason, the playoff structure, whatever the hell the playoff structure is, they need, Alejandro Guido to be playing really well. So he he's been doing just that and he got to celebrate with some tequila on Saturday night. And it was a lot of fun. And that was a moment on match day live. There's been several this year that I will not forget. That was definitely one of them. Yeah. And also I think that the visual of us with the shirtless Guido appealed to a lot of people. I think that appealed to a lot of people. I know in my house, that picture went over very well. And I think you and I also can be a bit personal here about Alejandro because we've known him for a really, really long time. 
and a happy, healthy Alejandro Guido makes me very happy. And I'm sure you would say the same exact thing. That moment was, though, what a crack up when Ivan says, yeah, dude, they've had this bottle of tequila for a while. Yeah. Like, they yeah, had this thing made back in like May, dude. Yeah, thanks a lot, Ivan. I get it. I haven't been the man of the match in a while. I got it. Okay, I'm on it. But what? <laughs> he was trying to say, like, how well organized the locals were. Like, they got this made so long ago. It's not random. <laughs> it, was, it was great. It was such a funny moment. Yeah. I was so happy for him just to, you know, as a hometown guy, knowing that it means something to everybody on the squad. It means something to Jack Blake. It means something to Charlie Adams. It means something... But for Austin Guerrero and for Alejandro, you know, it might just mean a little bit more given that they're representing their hometown. You know, a couple of South Bay guys, you, you know, you'd, you'd figure that that just is logical. It just makes sense given them, given who they are, given what they represent. South Bay people are, are incredibly proud people. Um, you know, ask our friends at Three Punk Yales in Chula Vista, right? Ask our buddy Paul Ariola, right? So, you know, for that and, and knowing that injuries have been part of the challenge for Alejandro, the club put out a clip of him walking from the supporter section, Jordan, to our set. And he talked about, you know, how much suffering he's had in his life for physical reasons have impacted his own career and, and how good it felt, you know, that the suffering of, of his career, how much that moment really, really meant to him. And I'm with you. You know, I think that this is a good club. I think it's a really good team. It's a playoff caliber team. I think it's a championship caliber team with Alejandro Guido playing the way he played. I don't know how many times you watch that highlight, you know, and, and I'll say sometimes being there live and being where we are, you know, that we're on the West side of the field behind the goal, you, you lose a little something. And I will say, I don't think I've properly appreciated the assist, you know, the goal and the assist clearly made a man of the match. Congratulations, USL team of the week. Got to get the tequila, got to hang out on match day live. You know, you know he, he got his moment, right? But also, like, I don't know that I properly realized how great that goal was scored by Douglas Martinez. Starting with Austin Guerrero, going out to the left, a pass, a pass, centered, Guido, through ball, Douglas, goal, from end to end in 14 seconds. I, you know, sometimes when you're there, you just, you know, you miss it. And I'm so glad I watched that so many times. How many times do you think you watch that goal? You just don't see that sort of stuff at the USL level. I mean, what a standard to set from this club. Yeah, uh, it's going to be fun down the stretch. It has been fun down the stretch. We get another home match this weekend. That's going to be very eventful. I'm hoping a lot of people show up. I know Sundays are tough. I know uh, Sundays, midday Sundays, not exactly uh, easy, but it's easy for families. I know uh, I've been wanting to get Luca down for a match for quite some time. His sleep schedule doesn't really match up with seven o'clock at night. So three o'clock games, actually perfect for Luca. So maybe we'll see... More uh, more kiddos running around on a Sunday at three o'clock. Who knows? I know, I know Luca will be showing up. So we'll probably see more families. And I'm hoping for another sold out crowd. Yeah, very good. Uh, World Cup qualifiers. Let's let's go there. We are recording on a Thursday. That roller coaster match happened on Wednesday. Here's the latest after match day six. Mexico top of the table, fourteen points. The United States. In the two spot with 11, Canada third with 10, and then it's Panama, Costa Rica, Jamaica, El Salvador, Honduras. 
were qualifying for the world cup, right? I think so. I think so. I, I, we have, you know, those scars are not fully healed from the last cycle through, but uh, I think six out of nine points in this window, Mexico up next in November, still two against Mexico, a trip to Costa Rica, which usually is quite difficult. A trip to Canada. How about Canada sitting on 10 points through match day six? I wouldn't say the job is done by any stretch of the imagination. I feel like I said this on air today to Landon. I said, I feel like not to go cliche on letter grades, but we're getting a passing grade. I don't know that we're like getting good grades. We're just getting a passing grade thus far through six. Yeah, I'm very our, familiar with this performance. Yeah. Like C's get degrees as they say. So if the goal is to qualify for the world cup, I, right. I feel like this is the right pathway, but I, I don't, I find myself very conflicted match to match. I felt great after Jamaica, although still no first half goals in that one, but Ricardo Pepe comes to the rescue again in his home state of Texas, which was an amazing thing to be a part of. 22,000 people at Q2 Stadium chanting, Ricardo, Pepe, it was freaking phenomenal. And then, like, inexplicably just lay a huge egg in Panama. Okay, it's Panama City. They were in the World Cup last cycle through. Come back, find yourself down a goal in the first minute. <laughs> and then two more goals and off you go. I, I, I guess I feel good about it, but there still is – like I said, still some of the PTSD from not qualifying last time makes you worry a little bit. Right. Enjoy the roller coaster that is World Cup qualifying. <laughs> that's what it feels. That's what the match was on Wednesday. That's that's exactly what it was. The we were still getting through the anthem, and then it was interrupted by a goal call. It felt like I mean, it was just <laughs> seconds in. Like we had to stop the anthem for it. The tifo was. was <laughs> they couldn't even take the tifo down. You're not allowed to give up goals when the TIFO's up. That's sacrilegious. I mean, people were down at that moment. Yeah. That was that was the time that I'm sure a lot of people went to Twitter. I am here to tell you that is the time to avoid Twitter. <laughs> Do not go to Twitter in that moment because people were down and there was a lot of time left. And I don't know what to make of the goal. Um it happened. They had plenty of time to come back and they were able to do it. They scored twice. So yeah, I think Enjoy if you were the that, roller coaster, cause that's what it is. That's what uh, yeah. World Cup qualifying is. I get it. You're emotionally invested, you know, and now I feel like personally connected to this team, having seen it live, you know? So yeah. Tell I, us more about that experience. To your point though, that moment, like after that goal, if you would have given every U S soccer fan a button that they could have pushed, that would have shot Greg Berhalter right off planet earth and in the, the sun, they would have done it. I mean, every one of them, I think would have done it in that moment. It didn't even matter who would have been the manager in that spot. Mm -hmm. It was great. Q2 stadium crushed it. They really did. You know, they got great support, uh, being there, being a part of it going. I think that's the first time I've been a fan of the sporting event. I couldn't even tell you the last time well, we've been to a bunch of them and we're still fans for loyal, but I, I, it's been a long time. It was great energy, great crowd. I thought Paul Ariola watching him play was phenomenal. Seeing Serginho Dest in person. He played great this cycle through. Yeah, I know he was the one that kept Costa Rica on side, but still he played great in this window. Getting a chance to see Weston McKenney. And I'd never seen a lot of these guys. You know, so like getting a chance to see them and you know how good they are uh was was really fantastic. And the building is is 
the it's it's great. It's I don't think it's as good as LAFC, but it's it's right up there. It's it's right up there. The fan support was great. The pyrotechnics great. Austin's a phenomenal city. So who would have thought that we'd be hosting World Cup qualifiers in Austin and Nashville a couple of years ago? Yet here we are. Here we are doing but just that. Um, so the next couple matches, I had this up. I don't know where the hell it went. I know Mexico's our next match. Do you know who we play after that? Uh, it's at Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. and there's two match window, so it's Mexico and then at Canada. So Canada's the second one. It's Mexico first. That's the very next match. That's the next yep. one coming up for the U.S. Yeah. Yep. One and two. This is what it's all about. Yep. November twelfth. Like, where are you watching these? In a dark room. <laughs> uh, it's it's felt that way. Yes. In in my my case of emotion. <laughs> hey, um, not to go back to loyal, but I want to go back to loyal real quick. Is that all right? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I got confirmation from a loyal official about the playoff structure. I was right. We wouldn't play Phoenix. We would have to win two playoff games before playing Phoenix. Is that how you understood it? For whatever reason, I was under the impression we win one game and then we get to knock out Phoenix. But now we have to win two and then we knock out Phoenix or Chandler. All right. I'm looking at the same text that you and I both just got. Correct. We would number three of the mountain in the first and the winner of the mountain and Pacific four in the second round. Who's number three in the mountain right now? Number three in the mountain would be Colorado Springs, which oh, has that ridiculous the, goal scorer. We've guys scored 5 million goals so far. Yeah. They've scored 58 goals this year. Which is yeah, that guy's like responsible for thirty of them. I know they've they score as much as Phoenix, so that's a good way to put it. So that's fantastic. How are they three? (laughs) Right, they must have a horseshit defense. Yeah, what's with the defense? They've given up forty six. Okay, we've given up thirty six. All right, that's an interesting matchup. So you, we're gonna win two games, and then we get a. Will Chandler even still be alive at this point? Probably not. This is when they choke. That is good during the regular season. Then they just fall apart. Yeah. They kick the shit out of everybody out there in Chandler, but you know, uh, postseason time, not so much. Now it's cooling down playoff time. Things are evened out and then they're back to normal. They're no good. They don't have the heat stroke advantage. It's fair analysis, right? I think it's good. We'll see if our guy, Rick Schantz, the manager of Phoenix rise. Remember what he told us on opening night that he listens to the unnamed soccer podcast. He said that first, and then he said it wouldn't surprise me at all if we met Loyal again in the postseason. That's true. He does realize they're going to have to win multiple games to get to us. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know if they have it in them. They can't even beat Orange County these days. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's been really fun with Loyal. What a fun second season. Some of these words. Let it fly. What a fun second season, though, really. Uh, First season was good, but you had the sour end. You didn't get the postseason. You didn't have fans. Obviously, this is not in order of importance, but that's just a list. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's completely different. Like, we're going to the playoffs. We have fans. We're going to host the playoff game, most likely. Looks good, man. It looks really good. Great second year. I know. I give them credit. And you know, they just kept bringing pieces in, bringing pieces in. Hey, it's not right, right? Not you're right? Okay, here we go. Hey, uh, can I quickly promote uh, some of the interviews that we've done on Match Day Live, the pre-show? Because I'd love to get a little bit more mileage out of 
Austin Guerrero and also Joshua Yarrow. If you were watching Match Day Live, and if you go to the match, you probably think, well, why would I go back and watch this on the SD Loyal YouTube page? Because we've been able to interview some of these guys off-site, pre-packaged, and the things that they have to say. Getting to know Josh Yarrow a little bit was just a, an incredibly enjoyable experience. Here's a guy who had a double major at Georgetown University, government and anthropology, who strives one day to be a diplomat for his home country of Ghana. I don't hear many stories like that, Jordan. You and I have interviewed a lot of people. You don't hear many like that. No. Uh, we've got Guido coming up, Grant Stoneman coming up. So there's still more to come in this uh, this series. But is, is Guido shirtless in the in the sit down? I will ask him. I will say by special request of Mrs. Smith, <laughs> you can wear a shirt or you can go with no shirt during the interview. I thought Mrs. Smith was a fan of a different player. Yes, yes. Uh, I think she just likes abdominal muscles, which Who is why the other player, uh, Anthony Siaha, the backup keeper. Mm, I can see that. I agree she's, with her. She's an ab woman. That's why she married me. Right. I see. I get it. I totally get it. Darren will be doing Match Day Live shirtless. That's another reason you should go back and watch. Darren actually did a full segment without his shirt, alongside with Guido. So you can compare the two tans. I like it. If you go back and watch on YouTube. Very good. I'm good, um, man. That's been a very good addition to the pre-match show because it's a great opportunity not only to hear from the players you're about to watch play, but also you get to see them. Like you get to like hear them tell their stories. Darren clearly good at interviews. We all know that. So what a perfect match that is. And it gives me an entire segment off, which is just chef's kiss. Cheers to you, Darren. Cheers to you, Jordan. You're not drinking. Are you drinking? I'm not. I'm still in the office. I'm going to drink. I'm going to meet Marty Caswell for happy hour. Yeah. You guys need a drink after the show? Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. All right. We'll enjoy game five. Yes. And we'll see you Sunday, 2.30 p.m. Did we get to everything? Hmm? I think so. I will see you Sunday, Darren, against New Mexico. First time ever that we get to see these two clubs play. I'm looking forward to it. See you then. Peace out.